0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D. Um, tonight, we're going to get a little serious on you. Um, I know last episode, we we talked about, uh, you know, what it's like to, to form a partnership with a distributor. Um, as you know, we're on the distributor side. We got Ryden, he's a salesman, and I'm the tech guy over here. But tonight, what I really want to focus on is how to make a million dollars in HVAC. Um, So we got some young contractors out there, we got some owners, so stay tuned for this episode, you're not going to want to miss it. Here we go. So like Dennis said, everybody,
1: we really wanted to get serious tonight and talk about some things that we really think could help you guys grow your businesses and also just make it to where you're starting to develop continued relationships, both on your residential customer side, potential to like commercial stuff, as well as, you know, really building your strong service department because that's also where you build a lot of your cash flow. I know with a lot of guys starting out, one of the biggest things you have to pay attention to is you have to make sure that when you're starting your company, you're not building yourself a job. You want to develop your business over time. You want to make sure that you're working on your business, but you're not stuck working in your business. Yep. Um, You know, if you want to look at some good resources like that, um, Michael Gerber is a great author. He wrote the E-Myth as well as e-myth revisited he also wrote an actual hvac focused e-myth book um you know i'd recommend that for some great business building ideas and also just to really help you guys kind of start looking at some other things you can do to help develop your business
0: yeah i was gonna say i had a, <clears throat> a neighbor of mine that uh you're talking about working for your company or in your company um So, he went to culinary school and uh, got out, got his own uh, catering business going, finally opened up a little small shop um, for lunch, you know, open for lunch, closed around two for all the, uh, I think he was near, you know, a courthouse and stuff like that, and uh, got some people in there, and he could not get away from it. He, he had to touch every single thing. Couldn't trust anybody to do it because it wasn't his way. And he works at Amazon now. So <laughs> uh, he, he couldn't. Uh, he, he had some guys that were going to invest in him. And they said, look, if we're going to put money in this, you're going to have to open up another one and another one. And you got to let those go. You got to let them go on their own um you got to step out and start looking in and he couldn't do it he just physically mentally couldn't do it um sad but and he knows it he knows that's why he he can't be successful um in that in that industry he just it's it's hard it's really hard it's easy to say until you've been in that position absolutely Um, you know my old boss in hvac was the same way he I'll just do it. I'll just be over there and do it. And you're like, well, I mean, you know, I can, I can do it. No, no, I'll just do it. Next thing you know, he's in the hospital cause he's dehydrated, been in addicts all day and trying to run around and fix everybody's stuff for him. So yeah. you gotta, you gotta find that balance. Right. Speaking of
1: balance, um, one of the things that we also find happens in this business is we don't stop working. We work no. all day long all night long we neglect our friends we neglect our most importantly our families um we neglect ourselves so you know sorry guys you uh you fell for the thirst trap uh tonight dennis and i are just gonna <laughs> hang out and we're gonna yeah, we're talk not gonna... <laughs> about stuff we really want to talk about not that we don't like talking about hvac and really getting you guys great information honestly everything you just heard the last five minutes is great solid information seriously
0: yeah um yeah i don't if i knew how to make a million dollars in hvac i wouldn't be doing a podcast and telling you about it um <laughs> but there are plenty you, of guys that say they have and that's why they do their podcast know that that's right yeah no you can def. it's definitely a license to print money i've always said that once i got in this industry um It takes money to make money too though. So I had a lady, I was doing a service call at a, at a little small donut shop. And she said, uh, I said, this is like, you're seriously in here just making donuts for a living. Like this is fantastic. And she said, you know how you make a million dollars with a donut company? She's like, you start with a million and two (laughs) to (laughs) 200,000. Nice. Okay. She said, "Yeah, this is this is. I just do this because I like to do it." She said, "This is completely dead end. It's, there's no money in this. <laughs> a private donut. Yeah, you can't compete with the big the big box stores in the donut industry. Apparently, no, you um, really can't. I
1: remember when <laughs> when uh, Chris and I first moved to the Charlotte area when I started working here almost eight years ago. It'll be eight years next month, which is crazy. Um, there was a." a great little private donut shop over where we first lived. And it, it made it like one or two years.
0: Didn't make it. Yeah. She said it's, so she was talking about how she has to, you know, come in four hours before they even open, which is early It's crap and, uh, try to figure out what everybody's going to buy for the day, but has no idea. Because no. she's got to bake all that and hope they buy it. If it's not a good flavor, guess what? They just toss them. They toss them right out and uh, just throw them profit right out the back. Now I tell you, I can relate that to to what we've got going on
1: with work <laughs> right now because um, we've had we had a lot busier, a lot busier January than we expected. Um, you know, we're all still coming out of. Equipment shortages last year, every manufacturer, every distributor, everybody had them. People can try right. to say they didn't. They're full of it. Everybody had one to an extent. Um, but, you know, we're still coming out of things. Lead times are still really long. So a lot of things that are showing up right now, we actually ordered, you know, at the end of Q3, beginning of Q4 last year. Um, so the headache is when you've had a, a really, really busy start of the year that, you know, you plan for a certain amount of growth, but sometimes you don't always plan for as much as could happen. And we're now we're in that one right now and we're working to continue on reorders. But with some of the new business we have coming in this year, it's trying to figure out how much do you order of, of each different product family? You know, are we going to be all 14 seer? Are we going to be more mid seer? We're going to be high seer. It gets, it starts getting really hard to, to really determine it and i know there's times where guys get frustrated that you don't just have some of every single thing on the floor and a lot of times you have some of everything on the floor but yeah i mean you, i mean you can have a spike on something and it came out of nowhere it just happens
0: yeah i was talking to a guy today that that does the ordering for that and he said uh he said yeah right right and brought in uh, you know several several new companies um because we picked them up you know another place ran out of equipment they came by to get something, liked how we did everything. It's like sweet. Met me or whatever, um, and Don't now here you they are.
1: Your own horn there, Dennis.
0: And he's like, D- "Do what?" So oh, I I'll, to I'll put, to put that in there. <laughs> I'll put that pitch. in there. <laughs> I have to throw the, the sound effect in there. No, so, and you pick up a guy and he's like, "Yeah, I like to just basically sell seventeen and twenty seer stuff." It's like, "Oh, really?" So, all right, so we'll get to ordering that um, because we got one or two in here or whatever because, you know, you move that, and then you don't move it, and then you give a guy a unit, and it's a 2017 model, and they're like, why is this so old? And and a lot of
1: times it's because you've had, you know, you ordered two, five times when the stuff first came out, and you sat on one forever. It Sometimes it just happens. Um, and. You know, the other thing too is I can sit down with a guy and we can discuss what we think his product mix is going to be all day long. And then two months later, he hears something, reads an article, meets a different, a different tech person, talks to someone from a factory and his entire position changes. Right. Well, we've got eight weeks in the pipeline now we've got, you know, eight weeks in the pipeline now for things that are ordered, we've got coming based on this philosophy, but now this is all gone bye-bye and he's going over here. That's a huge thing to try to figure out how to deal with too.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, so it's well. lot. Well, I remember when I was in the field as a selling tech, um, we didn't have a salesman. We had four techs and everybody's got to try to sell some equipment as they're fixing stuff. So, um, when i started offering of course this is another good tip but it sounds really simple but a lot of people don't do it when i started offering well first of all just offering 20 seer or 17. if you don't offer it they're not gonna buy it um yep. you offer 14 because that's what you're comfortable with you're gonna sell 14. um but i would you know the good better best is always out there it's been around for millions of years whatever um it was 15, 17, 20 or whatever your you know brand is and whatever their mix is. But um, we sold more 17 than anybody because it was in the middle. Homeowners like to take the middle. They don't know anything about it. I don't care what they read on Google or YouTube. It, it just doesn't matter. Like they still don't know what they're buying half the time. No, they don't. Um, they really are buying <coughs> you. They're buying your brand. So, you know, when you show up and you start talking, it it doesn't matter what you're selling. That lady's decided if she's going to buy something from you or not right out of the gate. And, you know, and there's and there are
1: going to be those people that just demand a certain brand. And and honestly,
0: yeah, maybe they had one that's 25 years old now and they're going to take the same thing again. Just give it to me.
1: And, and you know what, sometimes either you have to do that or you just choose to step away and let someone else deal with it.
0: You know, if you're right. friends
1: with a buddy that sells that brand, send them that guy. Maybe you trade, trade a job back and forth here and there, help each other out. And that's, that's another thing. There's so many, so many guys are cutthroat against each other. Now it, you know, used to, you know, dad and I had competitors, but usually two out of three of the other contractors, we, you know, we're some, some way, shape or form, at least friendly or on decent terms with. Um, right. You try to be, especially when it's a small market, but even big markets, um, the more you beat each other up, the less money all y'all make, the less <laughs> money everybody makes and, and the truth of it. Um, and there there is a fine line between um, fair and, going too far. I completely believe in that. Oh yeah. But you know, the homeowner in most cases it's your job to sell them on what they want to feel in their home. Nothing's paying for itself anymore. Paybacks are are done. It's just, it's not there. Um, you're basically, you are selling them how to be comfortable in their
0: home. So changing the subject a little bit because you said we we're just going to talk about whatever um i seen on hvac news they're talking about how the stocks are hvac stocks are supposed to be looking good this year i don't know which ones they're talking about they didn't want to throw those in there well of course not um <laughs> so me and ryan like to dabble in the stock market by the way um we are subpar at it that's <laughs> at uh,
1: that's actually our real plan Actually, that's part. That's part of our real plan of making millions in HVAC. We we work in this industry so that we can afford to play in the stock market and at the craps table, and we hope one of those other two works out first.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought some of the. It's actually Doge coin, by the way. But oh, yeah, I think yeah. I think Doggy coin sounds better. I do too. It's D O G E coin, so it's like a Bitcoin. It's a currency I stock. I mean, so apparently there's like, you know, 50 big, there's 50 crypto stocks out there. I had no idea it was that many. Um, It's like a three, four cent stock, but it goes up and down like crazy. It's, you know, it's definitely not a good investment if you're doing that, but it, I threw, you know, hundred bucks at it. If it, if it goes out of sight in a year yeah great. no joke it's kind of
1: up and down it's actually on a down right now but if it opens, oh of course weird. it is because I, op- I bought no, it no it's it's up for the day <laughs> but at its moment right now and after hours the way it's moving it's down just a little bit it's still 46 cents a share or is it called it, are you so is it a coin or is it a share
0: i i don't know <laughs> i bought this i have no idea like it, it doesn't even trade the same it just i don't know i can't set limits and all this stuff on it at least that's, not from Robinhood. interesting but, um interesting I Actually, so, had, i had one take uh
1: what was it new providence took a little bit of a run today and i sold i sold it just to get um just to get out of it and and free up some money to work with because i've just been tied into several for so long i needed to take some profit and be able to move some stuff around
0: i was gonna say so i was messing with it today and on Robinhood you can so when you hit sell it gives you all those different orders limit orders Mm -hmm. so there's a trailing stop order so what that is as you bought it for a dollar As it's going up, you can set a limit for it to sell if it drops to a certain percentage. So I was getting I was gonna say I've
1: I've read about those, but I haven't actually
0: used one. Right. So let's say you bought it a dollar, you can set it to where as it's going up your your trailer is going up with it. Yeah. And then if it ever drops ten percent or you set that limit, if it drops ten or five or twenty when it ever drops to that point it'll sell it so you get that profit the problem is if you set them too close together yeah it'll touch it sell it and then it'll go back up and and you're out of you know your position's gone but yep um i'm trying to it's not a bad one for like a it's just still help you on a big plummet you know what i mean
1: yeah actually i left a little on the table with that one i sold it right right below sixteen dollars when it started to drop again around 340 and i'm i don't like doing things after hours because it never goes through i always end up getting screwed over <laughs>
0: oh so, yeah it opens up ah
1: so it actually it, it went back up over i think it closed at 16.50 but i mean i, I made four bucks a share i'll take it
0: That's. And four bucks a
1: share in 45 days
0: i mean you only had like what'd you put 20 grand in it i wish i'd
1: put 20 grand in
0: it (laughs) yeah we're more like a hundred dollars in my high roller self over here (laughs) yeah we're so so me and ryan like to gamble i mean i don't know that's just what we do um So we try to go into, if they ever build that casino close by us, it's going to be bad. I know, it's going to be on. But we like to take, and he's just like me, and I like to go in the casino with like 500 bucks. If I can't make money on 500 bucks, I don't need to be in there anyway. That's just the way I look at it. I don't need to roll in there with five, six grand. Um, But you
1: also you can't roll in there with 200 because you have no, no. room for any level of failure and comeback
0: no we playing craps like 200 is just gonna get you started
1: that's just enough <laughs> uh, to piss you off
0: but we have played 24 hours straight and i i think we have <laughs> we broke even yeah on, on we literally yeah we literally went up there I mean, I didn't, I didn't take out a few hundred dollars, but, and we played and then we ate and then we played and then we ate again. Never. We went back to the room and was like, let's just take a little break. Worst idea ever. I don't (laughs) know who came up with that. That was awful. And (laughs) I I literally laid on the bed there. I don't know why we even got a room. I really don't. I I laid on the bed and went into a coma immediately. (laughs) Oh, I slept for twenty minutes, and Ryan woke me up, and I felt like I just got hit by a car. Like oh. <laughs> terrible idea. We
1: got we got to drive today. Then we no. went and ate Mud Ruckers, I think. Right? No, no,
0: no. We went, and, <laughs> or whatever it is in there. Uh,
1: Johnny God, Rockets.
0: <laughs> Johnny Rockets. That's it. God, I felt horrible. That power. I don't even know why they call it that. I can't do it. I know I Kristen. Kristen was listening to
1: a a webinar the other day, and part of it was talking about if you're going to nap, don't take one for longer than thirty minutes. I mean, I'm just getting started at thirty minutes. Like I don't, oh, I don't yeah. see the point in laying down if I'm if I'm not getting. One I don't know how nap. long.
0: I think I went to the gym that morning at at four. We drove up there. Like when I, when I closed my eyes, I don't know what time we took a break. Three or more. Three it was like three four or four, four a.m. Like I, I started break. I started sweating. Like I went into this deep <laughs> ass sleep. Uh, it was terrible. God, I got home. My, my son was like, why, did he, what's wrong with your eyes? I'm like, buddy, don't even ask. I've been up for a while. How much did you win? Nothing. <laughs> Don't talk to me.
1: <laughs> Don't talk to me.
0: I'm going to bed. I broke even though. <laughs> Every time I tell Tracy I broke even, she's like, right. So really you lost so what that means, uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was gonna t- so what kind of uh what kind of issues you have today with anybody? Anything? Um, today I had a million calls. Yeah. Today, knock wood outside of uh
1: our one guy that's having frustrations with his mini split cable, which we can. There's, just, there's gonna be a nice it. little nice little tech tip because I don't know what you found out about it. Um, I'll start it. Yeah, I, love, it. I was yeah. gonna say I can start it, and I'll let you take off. with Go ahead. It. Um, so I had a contractor that's got maybe eight mini splits in this building. Um, there's I think. Four single heads, and then there's one three-head multi, multi-system. And the communication cable for the three of them, um, because of this being a bit of a remodel, he could not get a full length of communication cable to any of those three. He had to splice all three of them. And based on that, he started having some issues, which is where Dennis comes in. take it away
0: (laughs) right so he had yeah so he got a communication error on all three heads which so if you've got one cable that's wrong right you got three cables you got three cables per head or three three wires you got one communicating two power um in this particular brand that we got, you, you can get an you can get an error just on one head. Uh, if that cables, there's, you know, typically the call I get with that error code is um, they got one and three or one and two crisscross by the time it made it to the head. You know, between the, the installers, they just mixed them up, which is, you know, that's common, no big deal. So he's got this error code on all three, which is kind of throws up a red flag. So, they tell you never, ever, ever, you know, it's not in a book. Do not ever splice communication cable, right? But, you know, I've done it. Um, Actually, the store we have in Forest Park, Georgia, the mini split there, it's a Fujitsu. It's, but it's got a splice in it, which we use butt connectors there, which um, if you're going to do it, that's what you're supposed to use here's what i learned today though um and i'm definitely not telling you to splice right still you gotta you gotta stay with me there <laughs> public service announcement don't uh, splice. Yeah. yeah so if you're gonna splice a wire and you just ha- absolutely have to don't splice them in the same area right so makes ton of sense now that i look at it so You got three wires going there. Don't just cut it. Tie them all together right there. Because remember, you got communication wire, and then you got power right next to it. So what a lot of guys do is they'll put three butt connectors next to each other. Well, that butt connector ain't, it's not a shield. So now you got this power, and I think that's what's happening with him. You see? So it kind of makes sense. You really got to kind of think about it. Um So whether you can go a foot up or six inches or whatever, they're just not right next to each other. So, um, of course, circling back, like if you gotta if you got an error code on all three heads, it could be his outdoor board not communicating with anything. Which, once again, that's rare. I'm just telling you, Um, especially on a mini split, (coughs) a a bad board out of the box is. Like, he should buy a scratch off. Well, I mean,
1: that's, and what I had told him in terms of that, I said, well, fix one of the three. And if it works yeah. and the code goes away, then you know it'll fix the rest of them. Don't It's like, don't fix right. all of them first before you test one of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I called tech support and told them what we had. And they're like, hmm, <laughs> they didn't want to touch it. <laughs> like They're like, and that's when he kind of let that little... Secret slip out, which it makes sense when you think about it. Cause, yeah. Um. But you know, like we got on our twenty seer communicating right. When you can't get more than three wires under a screw, when you're doing zoning, um, you have to make a pigtail. So you put them all. It's funny how in the book they call it a a bus mm-hmm. connection, like. I've had guys call me and go, "Hey, what's the partner on that thing?" I'm like, "Well, it's actually a pack of blue wire nuts." Um, <laughs> it's a pack of blue wire nuts. It's a pack of blue wire nuts because there is no such thing as a you know they're they're probably they're picturing like a like a fuse block type thing where you put everything under a screw, which that'd be great. But what they're saying is you tie all your wires together, leave one pigtail wire hanging out, tie that into the board. So that works just fine i mean good tight wire nuts um so yeah i think he's got i think that may be what he's got so what he's gonna do is he's going to redo the butt connection he's gonna use heat shrink around each one then he's gonna take the power wires and heat shrink them together on their own (laughs) you know he's yep. and i said hey you know i might fix it so if it doesn't uh i'll give you their tech support number because oh, <laughs> you might need another outdoor unit i mean i like i said I, I doubt it's the, i doubt it's the board i mean i really do um i mean the guy does he does a good job he's trying um and they were they were working with me i called them for him i said like, let me let me just talk to him they are like, well, is he pulling it through like metal studs? Did he snatch it through? It is he... I'm like, the chances of him ripping all three of these, or oh, they're all catching on a nail, or I'm like, that's not what we're dealing with here. We're well,
1: and it would, I would be, or I would have been more worried about that if it wasn't shielded, because right. all
0: of our mini-split cable,
1: the passcode, where we are, we've got to have shielded cable.
0: Um, yeah, it's like BX cable. It's metal, like yeah. jacketed. Um. See in Georgia we use just I just use the SO cable they call it the rubber black um you know what do you got? We we sell that too or we used to. Well and,
1: and we still do. Like and I know my dad in the mountains, he, he uses it. He doesn't have to have shielded up there. It's yeah, I just run it. Every, every county type, yeah, or, yeah, every county right. picks whatever they decide they want to enforce.
0: So yeah, that was uh I've been getting this weather right here of course it's just our market like i get a ton of calls on heat pumps um i can't stress this enough And like i said i the this podcast is kind of made for uh we were going to touch on this for you guys to listen to in between calls right so um definitely reach out to us if you want some more technical information i get kind of burned out during the day so But I don't want to put a, a, just be technical the whole time. But on the heat pump side, don't forget, you know, you got to home out these coal sensors uh, when these things are, if they're not going in the defrost. um, Instead of just swapping the board, I always want to know what I'm actually repairing, what's actually broke. Um, Nine times out of 10, it's not the defrost board. And this goes for any brand. It's It's the sensor, right? You walk up on it and it's frozen um take that sensor off let it reach outdoor temp whatever it is home it out see what the reading is compare it to a chart whatever that may be for your brand um if it's off it's off if it's not then you can move on but yeah i'm getting i'm getting tons of calls on that um what what did i have today i had an odd one today Oh, and <laughs> so of course I'm an airflow guy, right? <clears throat> it's everything. Um I get I get a lot of calls when it gets really cold. Uh this limit on my furnace keeps tripping. Right? It trips out in like five minutes or or actually less than that. A guy called me. I said, Is it is the system zoned? Well yeah. How'd you know that? Ah, uh, just a guess. Just, to, um, yep. so yeah, make sure that bypass is not opened up all the way while the other zones are open, dumping hot air. Yep. Um, make sure the bypass is nice and long if you can. Um, and I always put in the worst situation, right? Like this guy had, um, their grandmothers in town. She's staying in a room. She's freezing. She's turning the stat up. And nobody ever stays in that room. Now all of a sudden she's got the only zone open, and it's dumping, you know, tons of air into the return. Next thing you know, it goes out on limit. So, put it in the worst case scenario, and see what happens. Um, of course, this poor guy didn't have a—he didn't have no way to take static pressure or take temps or anything—and we we still got it figured out. But make sure you got tools for the job as well. <laughs> Another PSA for the There you yeah. go. That's how you make a million dollars in HVAC. It's kind of like that old uh knowing which valve to turn story they always talk about. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so how do you make a million dollars in sales, right? How do you make a million dollars in sales? Um
1: you actually, in HVAC, I was gonna say in HVAC, <laughs> you actually have to know your market, have a competitive price, and know how to sell to the homeowner. Um, knowing how to sell to the homeowner is basically about just being honest and and talking to them about how the you know how their home feels. What do they want? What do they want out of the system? And building a solution for that that home.
0: Um, So I got a good question for you that when I was in the field, now you've seen this more because you actually get to see companies grow or or tank or whatever. Yep. What do you think about, when do you think a company should get a a true salesman, right? Everybody tries to wait. How much money should we be? What's our revenue? You know. Do we need a salesman? Should we teach our techs to sell equipment? I mean, I I, get that a lot. I think in most cases, um,
1: I've seen companies of all shapes and sizes do it both ways. Um, For some companies, especially if, let's say say it's mostly, I would say, veterans of the field, guys that are in their 40s, in a lot of cases, it may be... You know, there's two or three install crews, and there's four service guys, and all four of those service guys may actually be selling techs, and they don't have right. a salesperson because their service side is turning over um, just as many leads and sales to keep the install guys going. Um, and then right, I know that's the other yeah. thing
0: keeping them busy.
1: So it, it, it really depends. that sometimes on your business model. If you were built on service, AOR. You know selling text is a great option now you may you may have some texts that you find just aren't cut out to sell that's okay it happens yeah we um, right. we had a couple you, know, you that, can't that's
0: okay force that yeah you can't force that
1: so you know depending on the amount of guys you have that just cannot be turned into sales people or be taught to have you know some basic sales training then maybe you do need to have one sales guy on standby let's say you've got Say you've got five techs and two of them can sell, three of them can't. As the owner, you can kind of pick and choose. You may want to hire a sales guy or you may be able to do it yourself for a little while. But as soon as you get one or two more of those guys, you got to have more hands than yourself because you have to get back to, like we said, working
0: on it, not in it. I've also seen a lot of owners that are like that are they get they got about three techs, two or three techs. They got a couple crews. Those techs can kind of keep them busy and he insists on doing all the quotes. Yes. Um seeing that too. Now, and now which is fine, but we all know sitting here talking, some people can sell, some people can't. Yep. Now, everybody gets there's a fine line, everybody gets it confused with ripping somebody off or selling them a bullshit sandwich, whatever, but we are not in this for non-profit right nobody is (laughs) so this is a this is for profit um you need to know what it takes to make a profit whether you're large or small it may not take much right i mean as you grow your price has got to go up they just got to go up don't knock that guy down there for being for for charging more than you he may have double the overhead it just is what it is that's it um but uh yeah, I see a lot of the owners sometimes like, yeah, I, you know, I do my own. I go around and do all the quotes because that's a good way to start getting out of the field. Yep. But I knew some guys that did that and they couldn't sell their way or they they never could sell anything other than the bare, bare minimum. Yep. Um, they didn't ever sell any UV lights or, or anything, you know, ductwork modifications, upgrades, you know. Let's well, just equipment for equipment. Um, well, you want to talk. You want to talk. You know, you know
1: add on sales right now. If if you guys aren't selling UV lights or some kind of air purification, you guys are all missing the boat.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean that's plastered everywhere right now. You know,
1: oh. I mean it, it is massively in demand, and this and that's not me saying. That, that's not me saying that it's you're just picking everybody's pocket no this this stuff works and there's you know there's a reason it's become so much more in demand it's you know people are having your yeah, I mean, home environments from it
0: yeah i mean i'm not telling you to sell sell uv lights and tell them they can't get covid because i got a sweet bad boy uv light here and and covid slapped me right in the face so <laughs> i'm just saying like it's great for your house um my son i mean he had the worst asthma ever and we finally put a uv light in when i first got into this industry and like almost all of his problems went away now if he spent the night at somebody else's house he was in bad shape if yeah. they had a dog or something but when he was in my house he was good to go and uh you know kind of find out his allergic and everything but and I mean it's 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 legit. I mean UV lights are real. I mean hospitals run them. It's it's a real thing, but right now with kind of what's going on, you know, flu season, yada yada. I mean, they're not they're not a hard sell. They really aren't. And there's pretty good profit there. There is. Um I've worked for companies where you know, we bought a UV light for 2 or 300 bucks and we put them in for 1500. And homeowners said, well, I'll take one for each system, right? It's not about what you would buy. That's where you start losing ga- losing selling tax. you know? I wouldn't put that in my house. I wouldn't pay for that. It's not about that. Nope. It's about what they want. People like to buy stuff, so.
1: And they can't That's buy what they care.
0: don't know about. That's right. Don't be scared to throw it out there. You'd be surprised. If you come off as a gen- genuine guy, or girl. I've been seeing, uh, what happened to that? I've been seeing, There's, there's last couple of years they were really pushing females for tax. I've seen a lot of commercials yeah. on the radio and stuff.
1: I mean, I've, I still continue to see more and more. I know um, one of the new guys that just started his business back in, in November that started buying from us just hired a female in the field. So, I mean, it's,
0: it's becoming more and more common yeah that's cool i mean we need to get some trades need to get need to get this stuff in high school yeah well uh, i was talking to the factory guy the other day and he said what's the answer he said you guys always call me and say man i can't believe that guy didn't know what the static pressure was and this kid didn't know this and you know 24 volts like he's just completely lost like he's like what's the answer like how do we as a as a brand, as the factory, or you guys, how do we fix that? And I said, man, I, it's got to start way before they start buying from us, that I believe.
1: Is, that is completely true. I actually went and met with, I can't remember if we talked about this or not on an episode before, but I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit again. I went and met with um, a local high school here that, that was building a new you know, trade department to actually start bringing some trades back into the school. They actually already had a partnership with a local uh, water sprinkler company that they were placing, you know, kids in in jobs straight out of high school into the, into, you know, uh, fire sprinklers and other things like that. So they're building a new lab, but they wanted to have someone come in and just talk about heating and air conditioning to, you know, these groups of high school kids and, Trying to figure out how to, you know, how to explain to them what heating and air conditioning is and why they should even care when it's a 15-year-old kid that doesn't even have any idea what they (laughs) want to do in life or even hear about it. It just, and then (laughs) the contractor I was with, God love him. He's just not a a stand up in front of people and talk person. Right. Right. and you know he was doing it because is this the
0: one where his kid he took him? <laughs> yeah, okay,
1: yeah, yeah. I um, know who we're talking about, but it just I love the the teacher. she was she was super nice. Um, she was very grateful. She sent me a very nice thank you note for coming and talking to the class. But you know, maybe I think out of about eighty kids, I think maybe two had any interest of even paying attention.
0: Wow. well they're just i mean i I mean look back when you were 15 16 did you (laughs) i mean i was (laughs) i was gonna Uh, be a pro baseball player like don't i'm not doing that (laughs) but i was also the kid that
1: loved drafting in high school so i was oh
0: man i took drafting every year so i'm kind of like i feel like i kind of you know i mean i was always just technical minded like i love that stuff Just taking stuff apart. I remember my dad bought this TV. I don't know how old I was. Probably seven. The tiny little TV, like a six-inch tube. Portable, right? It had like 10D batteries in it. Mm -hmm. Had an antenna popped up. and I don't think it was. It might have been black and white. But to be able to watch TV, you know, outside of the house it was like nuts right so i'm like how does this thing work yeah took it apart completely took it apart could not get any of it back together lost screws (laughs) so then i just started hiding parts all over the house because i freaked out Uh, (laughs) so (laughs) he would just find the speaker (laughs) over here like where's my damn tv oh here's okay here's a here's a button from it like yeah i mean so, you know, this was back in the day. So, you know, I got tore up for that one. <laughs> but that was just the way my mind worked. Like, and drafting was just, it was just drawing it, you know, same thing. We were drawing bolts and screws and yeah, um, stuff like that. See,
1: that was, that was our very first, that was like drafting one was uh, just basic mechanical. Right. Doing everything on, um.
0: Yeah, I took four years of drafting. I still got all my stuff, too. I'll have to bring it in. <laughs> I've got all my home too. <laughs> like, I still
1: know exactly where it is. It's somewhere. It's actually not very far from, I think, where the rat tail resides. Oh, God.
0: All right, so what do we have coming up guest-wise? I know we keep throwing that out there, but I, we actually do have two that we're going <laughs> to we do. We have one two. of them is gonna yeah. be a wild ride. I'm just telling you. Yeah, one's gonna
1: be a wild ride. Um, and then the other is a is a rep. Um, we got to get him set up with his laptop. Know, we we, gotta, we've got to do we got to do a little bit of a test run to see see how everything works because I know these guys have got a little a little bit different setups than we've got. You know, we're we're set up to keep doing this once a week, whereas. Working with people that are only going to be temporary, you know, they've got to deal with either calling in on phone or using a computer laptop or a computer laptop. That was terrible. You make fun of that all day
0: later. Oh, yeah. I'm um, going to crush that when I edit this <laughs> one.
1: <laughs> but yeah, we got to work out some technical difficulties. And some of it, honestly, we really wanted to do this one guy a couple of episodes ago, but
0: it's been a busy couple of weeks with everybody recovering from this mess i mean january is just not it's a wild ride in this industry i mean the weather's nice and cold now um service calls are rolling Uh, so the other guy we were going to have on here is a tech for a company and we told him about the podcast so he's listened to all of them now and he's waiting on the next one (laughs) Man, he he has long car rides, so he gets long job sites or back and forth in between them. So, um, but he told me my my critter game was pretty weak. The, mm-hmm. That the episode uh, where we talked about all the animals and crap we come across. Apparently, he's been bitten by about everything that there is. <laughs> so, uh, I can't wait to hear what he's got. So. Hey, he told that'll me, be a he told critter me a few, part two he told me a few interesting ones and i was like i was like you gotta save those save those oh yeah well that was the thing we, we started talking about that that night and i didn't have any of it wrote down like that's just what i could think about yeah um he's like yeah I, I had that happen to me too and me and him got on the phone and i was like man we're never gonna go off the phone with each other just shop talk so we'll have critter critter Cat, or critter part two shop talk nice i mean i could do that all day well i that... want to get another tech on here i really do i think i think that'll be fun what he's seeing what happened you know what he comes across that's what's cool about me because i i came from that side i did all the bad habits i've i've done it all wrong and did it all right you know i mean it's just now do you want do you want just a regular service tech
1: or do you want another you know distributor tech or yeah we should do both at some point but
0: oh yeah if i could get another distributor tech on here Let's see well yeah we could go round around on that what about another salesman you know salesman on here i don't know if we could handle two salesmen on here, well, we are the rep's going to be assessment. <laughs> I mean, I mean,
1: yeah. I don't know. There's a. We'll nickname him Keith. We got a, our friend Keith and uh, and Raleigh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Keith and Raleigh. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, we'll have to bring that up. That yeah, story.
1: That was great.
0: I still keep wanting yeah, he-
1: wanting to know if the guy in Georgia had the same problem it was backwards well
0: so, so our our salesman buddy in raleigh finally he's pretty new but he he finally won a pretty good size award and it was the wrong name on it yeah <laughs> the first name first but the, the, yeah but we his first name's i mean we got a guy with that name and he's also a salesman in georgia that's uh it also won an award too
1: so I keep wanting to have to switch the names back, so it's
0: a cluster, but all right, you got anything else?
1: I think that's uh, I think that's it.
0: So that's how you make a million dollars in AJC stay tuned it's for, just, yeah, it's just that simple. <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned for, for more, uh,
1: stock market tips. Uh, yeah
0: do not come here for your stock (laughs) your stock (laughs) snacks or whatever they call to the moon (laughs) so if you buy it low and when it goes high you sell it that's how you make money it's golden all right see y'all guys next time night.